Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. Good morning. How are we? Nah, that ain't good enough. Good morning. How are we? I've noticed something that when you're excited about something, you show it. So don't just be sitting here because I'm excited about his presence. Amen. Remember, we don't come into the house for us. We come into the house for him. The power place exists to help people encounter his presence daily, to be empowered by his spirit and his word so that you can engage with your world. That's our sole purpose here at the power place. That's why we exist. We exist as a presence driven church. The only reason we're here is to encounter his presence. We drive after his presence. When we hit a wall, we drive past the wall. Everybody ever hit a wall in your, in your spiritual walk? Maybe, uh, maybe in your weight loss journey? Maybe in, uh, you know, you're starting a new thing. Oh, 2022 is going to be the best year ever. January 21st happens and it's over. Right? No, no, no. We're, we are driving past that, that feeling that you get that you just want to settle in. Here at the Power Place, we drive past that. That's why you see the altars full this morning of worshipers, because we're driving past our comfort zones. Because comfort zones don't exist here. If you've ever met Pastor Christy, she will break your comfort zone like that. You just pray she ate a mint before she comes. Lord, let there be spearmint in Jesus' name. I, I, love, I love his presence so much that people eliminate in my sight when his presence shows up. Little by little, as I drive into his presence, people start to be eliminated because he's the only thing that matters. Amen. Today, I want to I want to talk to you about noise that matters, noise that matters. Everybody say that with me. Say noise that matters, noise that matters. I, I threw a, a, a line underneath here, loud pipes break walls, because we all know loud pipes save, save lives. But did you know that loud pipes also break walls? See, God, God gave us a, a voice box on purpose. He gave us feet to walk, hands to do what we need to do with them, and a voice to break some things down. When we start to release words, we talk all the time at the power place about words being intentional. Your words are intentional. When you speak death, death comes. When you speak life, life comes. So we start to speak things over ourselves. We start to speak things over our homes. We start to speak things over our children. Instead of looking at your son and saying, you're never going to amount to anything, look at you. You start to hold his crown a little higher and call him to greatness. Instead of looking at your daughter and saying, you're turning out just like your mother. You start to lead and guide her the way that she needs to go so that the Lord can use her in due time. 
See, our responsibility as Christians is to be here for his presence. Literally, our, our whole responsibility is just to drive into his presence. When we get into his presence, then things happen. I tell people all the time, you don't need counseling. You just need the greatest counselor. Because when you get into his presence, right as you get into his presence, he starts to fix things for you. See, when you tune your ear into his voice, if you know the sound of his voice, he gives you promptings and words and understanding and insight and overwhelming love and comfort. Maybe, maybe some of us in the room this morning were like, oh, I don't need love. I got enough. Don't touch me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you came in here this morning. But maybe that's you. I can tell you this. A moment in his presence breaks those walls. It's crazy. I mean, you can be the toughest of tough and you come into his presence and all of a sudden you are just loose. And <laughs> Dignity gone. That's why we say his honor over our dignity. Because I want to dance like David danced. I want to praise and sing without care. Because when I praise, it's noise that matters. And when my father hears my praise, he starts to break things off of me and my surroundings. So now I'm not just praising for my circumstance, but everything around me starts to shift. Things start moving. One of our core values here is loud. His honor over our dignity. See, our situation doesn't dictate our praise. Our praise dictates our situation. I'll say that again. Our situation doesn't dictate our praise. Oh, I'm having a bad day, so he ain't getting any of my time. I'm not doing anything today. How dare you give me a bad day? No, no, no. Our praise dictates our situation. So I come into today praising with loud volume and I'm watching walls fall down. Look at the battle of Jericho. What happened? They started marching out of obedience. Lord said, march, 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 march. They marched. On the seventh day, he said, march seven times. After, on the seventh time, I want you to get around. And I want you to what? I want you to shout. That's Bible. I want you to shout. He didn't say, come together and whisper prayers. It's going to be so powerful. Let's all just whisper right now in its presence. Thank you, Jesus. We just praise you, Lord. You're just getting stuff done in the house. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You're such a good father. No, he said shout. Break those walls down. What are you doing? Stop sitting in your seat. There's some walls to fall. I don't know what you're facing up in your life right now, but God said shout and the walls will come down. The walls will come down. This is so many of us walk through life so, so big. And then when it comes to a moment where we can't get through a wall, we start to speak to it like, like, like a little idiot. So I just really want you to move. I just, please. Like we're telling the devil 
to move out of our way. See, I got a problem with, with that kind of faith. Because the kind of faith I have in my life is the kind that when I see a wall, it's how do I get through that wall? And if that's the way we lived, I promise you there would be a lot more walls breaking in the world today. You wouldn't have all of this crazy nonsense going on. We'd have some bold people standing up doing what God has called us to do. Amen. Amen. That's, that's why we stand boldly on his word in this house. The entire word. Everything. From cover to cover. Was it that bad? Was that really that bad? Ah, oh, man. Does that make sense? Cover to cover. We believe the entire word. That's why when COVID hit and everybody went wonky. By the way, I don't see any masks today. What in the world? This is not safe. Close it down. Close it down. We got to get out of here. Okay, let me, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you. His presence brings clarity. So what the world brings to your attention doesn't distract you. It doesn't worry you because you have clear vision and clarity through time in his presence. Break walls. Acts 14 at Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went as usual into the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe did what? Stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. This is what happens. This is what happens. This is what happens in the church a lot. This is what happens in the world a lot. You get these little pockets of gossip. Did you hear? Did you hear? Did you hear what they said? Are you kidding me? And then all of a sudden he's like, what? They said that? Are you kidding me? I never knew they would do that. Are you kidding me? Really? They're that kind of person? Yeah, that kind of person. Are you kidding me? What? We got to tell somebody. We got to tell somebody. Get on Facebook. Get on news. We got to get on Instagram. We got to post about it. We got to do something about it. Are you kidding me? All from someone who refused to believe. So wait a second. You refuse to believe, so now you're going to start to spread stuff. I see how it works. I see how this works. See, the last time I read the Bible, the Bible works. And everything I, I applied from the Bible works. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord, who confirmed the message of his grace. Understand this. God will always confirm his message. 
even when the naysayers go, go running around trying to spread their little gossip, all trying to shut your movement down. Everybody's calling the cops, trying to get your church shut down. They're meeting. That's not safe. It's not okay. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We're going to keep on meeting. Yes, it is. I just got that song from the Lord right there in that moment. It's crazy. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders. He enabled them because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. When I say, Jesus, take over. I'm your son. He says, I'm there. Now I'm living in you and I'm going to work through you. If you, if you allow me to, I'll enable powers. Let's go. Let's go. When you pray, things will happen. When you stand up, things will move. What the devil means to shut you down with, the Lord will make you great in. You just keep on standing. You just keep on standing. You just keep on standing. We praise. We praise because loud pipes break walls. See, not all noise carries authority. And you need to understand this because some of you are walking around with a loud voice, but it carries no authority. Not all noise carries authority or should be listened to and trusted. So understand just because someone's coming to you with a mouth and words does not mean it can be trusted. So you need to drive into his presence. This is why we talk about daily encounters so much around here. Because when you have daily encounters with him, with him, with the father, with his presence, then you learn his voice. And when you learn his voice, when you run into a loud word that doesn't align with him, you'll get a nudge in your spirit that says, this isn't right. Something's not right here. I got a weird feeling about you, sir. <laughs> Something ain't settling. For some reason, the CDC just doesn't line up with me. You know, it's just like that nudge. It's just like, what? Uh, something ain't right. So you run into this feeling that's like that. Some, nope. Uh, mm. And then you run into a voice that carries authority and you know the difference. And th the reason why is because when you were born, God formed you in the womb. And then he gave you a choice when you came out to come back to his presence or wander. But this is why when you come into his presence, even if it's the first time, even if you're sitting in the room the first time today, you're like, something feels right about this. I know he looks weird. I know this church is weird. I know that like people were jumping and dancing and weird. And then I heard like some weird things going on during worship. I don't know. It's a little weird. But for some reason, I feel okay. It's because you're back in his presence. It might be the first time in years, but you're back in his presence where you belong. You see, there's a drawing to his presence because this is why we were created. It's why we were created. We were created to praise. That's why we always say, if you don't like worshiping in here for an hour, you're going to hate heaven. You're going to hate it because all we're going to do from morning till night is worship and praise his name. You better be getting your knees conditioned because we're going to be on our knees worshiping and praising. And guess what? You're going to want to. So why don't we train ourselves here? 
See, time in his presence, when you spend time in his presence, all of a sudden you're drawn to his presence. You feel his presence. And maybe, maybe for some of you, you were raised in a church that was like, uh, 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 not, maybe it was a woke church, maybe it was a dead church, maybe it was, you know, they were trying to do things. And uh, This church, we, we believe the word. And that's what we base everything on. It's his presence and his word. And that's it. So when we come into his presence, all, all coverings come off. I, I don't care what you do in his presence. I, I just, I, I want to be in his presence. And that's why we're loud around here because weekly, daily, we break walls. This morning, I, my prayer for you is that you grow in discernment so that you don't wander in confusion. In Matthew 13, that same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. You have ears this morning? The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? He replied, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them. This is why I speak to them in parables. Those seeing they do not see. Oh, man, this is crazy. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. Hold on. Though seeing, they do not see. Though hearing, they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. You will be ever hearing, but never understanding. Oh, this is dangerous. You will be ever seeing, but never perceiving. For this people's heart has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn and I would heal them. But what's holding them back? Seeing without actually seeing. Hearing without actually hearing. Words are falling on deaf ears because I've already made up my mind. I'm not doing that. Yeah, I see it, but no. But blessed are your eyes because they see and your ears because they hear. 
For truly I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it. And to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of his, of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred, sixty or thirty times what was sown. Let me help you here this morning, church. Soil matters. Soil matters. My understanding of the word matters. When I understand the word, I will know how to apply the word because soil matters. And when I get into my word, I'm tilling my soil, being able to plant good seed in good soil to reap 160 and 30 times what I've sown. Maybe for some of you, you have an addiction to the lottery. You're sowing seed into unfruitful soil. Well, have you ever seen a, uh, uh, the, the show on HGTV? They're all buying big mansions with their lottery tickets. It's good stuff. And I understand that. But you are not promised on the other side of your sowing. We're feeling really dancey this morning. I don't know why. I don't know. What would happen if we started sowing into his kingdom in the same way we sowed into his world? Soil matters. When you sow into his kingdom, there's an automatic reaping. When you sow into his kingdom, there's an automatic reaping. Well, what do you mean? I mean, when you sow into his kingdom, there's an automatic reaping. Number one, you sow time into his presence, you get joy. You get understanding. You gain discernment. When you sow time into his presence, you gain grace. How many of you need forgiveness? You gain all of these things by spending time in his presence. You gain so many things like sight and hearing that matters. You can see things that other people don't see. You can hear things that other people don't hear. You have a discerning spirit in situations that 
matter? Trust me, you want to reap by spending time in his presence. Judges 7, and I end with this. Story of Gideon. Early in the morning, Gideon and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Morah. The Lord said to Gideon, you have too many men. I cannot deliver Midian into their hands or Israel would boast against me. My own strength has saved me. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left. Let me go back. Anyone who trembles with fear may turn back. Anyone who trembles with fear. And 22,000 men left. While 10,000 men remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, there are still too many men. Take them down to the water and I will thin them out for you there. If I say this one shall go with you, he shall go. But if I say this one shall not go with you, he shall not go. So Gideon took the men down to the water. There, the Lord told him, separate those who lap the water with their tongues as a dog laps from those who kneel down to drink. 300 of them drank from cupped hands, lapping like dogs. All the rest got down on their knees to drink. The Lord said to Gideon, with the 300 men that lapped, I will save you and give the Midianites into your hands. Let all the others go home. So Gideon sent the rest of the Israelites home, but kept the 300 who took over the provisions and trumpets of the others. That's 31,700. 31,700. Was that pretty fast math? Man, got to start teaching math. Maybe I should become the math teacher. Power Plays Academy coming in. That's a lot of people. Uh, that, that, that's, that's a lot of people. See, we don't need you because if you're here, we can't get the credit to God. And God's getting the credit in this thing. So there's a lot of people we're going to fight. Yes, I understand that. See, with God, not everything looks like we would do it. There's things that he does that we don't understand. And that's why we step in obedience and act out in faith and spending time in his presence gives you the boldness to do so. When I have daily encounters, I come out of daily encounters a little more bold. I'm a little more ready to do what God's called me to do when I spend time in his presence. Daniel lines in. Hey, you got to stop praying. Everybody know the story of Daniel. You got to stop praying. Can't be up in your window anymore. He's like, I'm opening up the window. Hey. I'm praying. Why? Because I'm a little more bold because I spend time in his presence daily. I'm not worried about a lion. Do we understand? David and Goliath. David has spent time in his presence. He's not worried about a little Goliath. Yes, he's a big man, but God's bigger. And I've spent time with my father, so I know his size, and he told me I can win. So my faith trumps your muscles. Yeah. 
Now the camp of Midian laid before him in the valley. During that night, the Lord said to Gideon, get up, go down against the camp because I am going to give it into your hands. He knows his voice. He's tuning in his ear. Remember that. Remember that. Man, how did he know to do that? Because he knows his voice. He knows his voice. When God said go, he goes. If you are afraid to attack, go down to the camp with your servant Pura and listen to what they are saying. Afterward, you will be encouraged to attack the camp. So he and Pura, his servant went down to the outpost of the camp, the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the other eastern peoples had settled in the valley thick as locusts. Thick as locusts. There's a lot of them. We only got 300. There's a lot of them. <laughs> oh, it's getting exciting. Their camels could no more be counted than the sand on the seashore. There's a lot of men. Gideon arrived just as a man was telling a friend his dream. I had a dream. He was, he was saying, a round loaf of barley bread came tumbling into the Midianite camp. It struck the tent with such force that the tent overturned and collapsed. His friend responded, this can be nothing other than the sword of Gideon, oh, son of Joash, the Israelite. God has given the Midianites and the whole camp into his hands. When Gideon heard the dream and its interpretation, he bowed down and worshiped. He returned to the camp of Israel and called out, get up. The Lord has given the Midianite camp into your hands. Dividing the 300 men into three companies, he placed trumpets and empty jars in the hands of all of them with torches inside. Hmm. Trumpets. Here we go. Watch me. He told them, follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Instruction. Intentionality and instruction. I'm going to give you exactly what to do because the Lord has given me exactly what to do. So listen Walk with me. Here's what we're going to do. Number one, give me your sword. You're not going to need it. And the other one. And the one you have tucked in your boot. Here's a trumpet. Sure hope you went to class for trumpeting. And, oh, and here's a jar, just in case we see berries. And I put a candle in there to help you, too. Okay? All right. Oh, you got one in your back. Give me that knife, too. Okay? Okay, that's what he did. Uh, everybody get, right here, trumpets. Everybody take trumpets. I've never played a trumpet. Stop it. Take a trumpet. Okay, everybody's got jars. Everybody got trumpets. Everybody good? Are we good? Everybody's got your trumpet. Dude, I could just imagine the chaos in the army as they're looking at each other like, dude, have you ever played a trumpet? <laughs> nah, dude. Me neither. What is he thinking? But here's the thing. Oh, Gideon's walking in confidence because God already told him what to do. So since, he, since God already told him what to do, he's now walking in confidence because he already knows the outcome. Why? Because God even gave him a security note saying, it's yours. So he already knows. So now he's going to go ahead and go a step further because of obedience. You're going to blow that trumpet. Are you ready? Mm. Keep going. Edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and the hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp at the beginning of the, of the middle watch. 
just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and broke their jars that were in their hands. The three companies blew the trumpets and smashed their jars, smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding it in their right hands. The trumpets they were to blow, they shouted, a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man held his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. When the 300 trumpets sounded, the Lord caused the men throughout the camp to turn on each other with their swords. You already know where I'm headed. All we got to do is hold our trumpet. We're blasting shouts of victory saying, you know, dude, Narnia is coming in. Get a coat and get in the closet. We're going in. Yo, straight up. So he's blowing shouts. And, and as they're shouting, people are waking up in the camp and they're like, I am so confused. I was in the middle of a dream, dreaming about a berry farm. And all of a sudden I got the, and now he's picking out his sword and he's stabbing his buddy. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing, Jimmy. I'm sorry. Mass chaos. Why? Because God was involved. You have to understand something, church. You have to get this. You have to know that when God's involved, nothing is impossible. Yes, they could have gone in with 32,000 men and defeated them. Yes, that's not the point. What God wanted to do was be made famous. And so he said, I'm going to eliminate the numbers and I'm going to bring chaos. All you've got to do, eh, put the swords down, blow the trumpet. Blow the trumpet. When you blow the trumpet, the walls will fall down. When you blow the trumpet, mass chaos will hit the army. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, people are running around frantically, killing each other, not having a clue. And the guards are up blowing their trumpets, eating the berries they had collected on the way. <laughs> this boggles my mind. Because I look at 2022, and the world is running with, in chaos. And the church has joined along with them. And I don't understand why Gideons are not rising up all over the world saying the Lord has spoken to me. And he's told me that the victory is ours. It's what is in the word has not changed. Nothing in the word has changed. You're not going in and going to get an edited version for 2022. It is the same word. It is living and breathing. It has power in it and through it. God has given you the same power that you read about. And today, we're going to blow some trumpets for some freedom. Come on, can we stand up all over this place? Amen. Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The Power Place Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.